Hey everyone, it's TJ Hawk, host of the Bullhawk Sports Show, and I have a explosive and infamous event in MLB history to talk about today. It's getting close to the 10-year anniversary of this event, and this event, the 10-year anniversary, will be on June 2nd, and now it is currently May 14th, so we're getting pretty close. So I decided to talk about this event due to it being talked a lot about in the media recently after a period of time where it wasn't talked about. But this person, an athlete, came out recently and talked about his thoughts on his event 10 years ago, his thoughts, what should happen, what should be done to change this infamous baseball game. And the event that we're going to talk about today is... The almost perfect game of former Venezuelan pitcher Armando Galarraga. And I remember pretty well this event, this game. This was on June 2nd, 2010. Armando Galarraga was with the Detroit Tigers at this time. And he was facing the Cleveland Indians. And Armando Galarraga... He's probably not someone that you're going to know on top of your head besides the almost perfect game. When you think of that, you say, oh, Armando Galarraga. But besides that, you're going to say, who? Because he did not really do anything else in his career besides his almost perfect game. There have been similar athletes where they had one game that stood out above all the rest, one game that could have completely redefined their whole entire career. And there have been plenty of pitchers who, to be honest, weren't that great, but they had one game. For example, Yuzermo Batit, former San Francisco Giants pitcher, for a time in 2014, Batit was explosive. He was getting people out. And he almost had a, a no-hitter as well. It was against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he was playing the Diamondbacks when he was with the Giants. And he was just one out away from the no-hitter. But it was to be dashed. And it wouldn't happen. But that one, there's not as much controversy. A hit happened, so it's over. This almost perfect game is controversy because... There was not a hit, but a base runner reached. And I'm going to talk about the game, talk a little bit about Armando Galarraga before the lead-up to this. And he made his debut for the Detroit Tigers in 2008. He made his Major League debut in 2007 against the Oakland A's. Then he was traded to Detroit for Eric Let's see, Miguel Hernandez. And Armando was called up in April 2008. He played pretty well. 2008, he had a good season. 13-7 record, 3.73 earn run average. Very good numbers. And after a superb rookie season, Armando finished fourth in the 2008 American Rookie of the Year award 
And in 2008, the winner was Evan Longoria, probably the greatest player in Tampa Bay Rays history. And Galarraga, that was closest he would reach to a accomplishment award. So Marjorie Galarraga, 2008, had a great season. Then in 2009, not so good. So Galarraga, 4.5 ERA, demoted to minor leagues multiple times. So at this point, people might be thinking Galarraga, a one-year wonder, had a great beginning season. But then by 2009, horrible. A 5.64 ERA is horrendous. And most pitchers who have 5.64 ERAs are not going to last very long in the major leagues. But was this a mirage? Did he have a bad season? Was he overworked? Those could have been things you would have asked. And 2010. This is the season that I'm going to talk about the most. Because pretty much by the end of 2010, his career was over. So he had a short career. And Galarraga, he made the team, was on the starting rotation, but then demoted, but then called up again. And on June 2nd, 2010, this is the main reason that I'm doing this special episode. And this was at Comerica Park in Detroit, Michigan, home of the Tigers. And it's a regular season game. No one would have been thinking anything could have happened. There wasn't any lead up to this game, any intrigue. No one was saying, I bet Mr. Garraga could throw a perfect game tonight. Or this, this afternoon. And so Galarraga faced off against the Cleveland Indians and their starting pitcher, who he also has a very interesting past. And that's Roberto Hernandez, formerly known as Fasto Carmona. You may ask, why did he have another name? That's because Roberto Hernandez was from the Dominican Republic. He needed a visa. So he lied about his age. He was older than he claimed to be. And he used identity fraud to say he's Fasto Carmona. But his real name was Roberto Hernandez. Not Fasto Carmona. But in 2010, he was known as Fasto Carmona. Still not Roberto Hernandez. So when he faced off against Armando Galarraga, at this time, he was still known as Fasto Carmona, who had an okay career. He's been a dependable, he was a dependable pitcher. So the Tigers and Indians started in this game in June, and the Indians, not a team that was great in 2010, they finished with a 69-93 record for fourth place, which very bad. Their only all-star was who I just mentioned, Fasto Carmona, for the 2010 Major League All-Star Game. 
at Angel Stadium. So Fessler Kimono, only all-star for the Indians. And the Tigers in 2010 were basically 500, 81, 81 for a third place finish. So just ahead of the Indians. So the game started off first inning. Nothing's happening. We move to the second inning when Detroit Tigers star Miguel Capera hit a home run to give the Tigers a one nothing lead. And Galraga pitching well. But as with most potential no-haters, most potential perfect games, no one wants to jinx it. No one wants to say anything, which makes sense. And as with most games, there's always a defensive play that basically preserves the potential no-hitter. For example, there's ones like the Dwayne Wise catch for Mark Burley's perfect game, 2009. There's been ones with, for example, Matt Kane's perfect game. There's a defensive play. Hunter Pence has made some defensive plays for some once comes no hitters. There's usually been a play that saved it before it was ruined. And this game had that. There wasn't very much drama. This game was close. Nothing happened until the eighth inning after Tigers had one nothing lead when they scored two more runs. When Austin Jackson, formerly on the White Sox and on the Cubs, so he's been on those two. He's good. He was a good outfielder at this time. Austin Jackson, good runner, good defender. He was their leadoff guy. He helped set the table for Miguel Cabrera and... Later seasons, Prince Fielder. So Austin Jackson singled. Then Johnny Damon, who he's had a good career. He was a two-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion. Stolen base leader in 2000. Johnny Damon's been all over. He was all over in his career. But good hitter. First hit, I like John, Johnny Damon. Then Maglio Ordonez. Was scored them both on a single and a throwing error by Sin Su Chu, who's one of my favorite baseball players currently. And then in the top of ninth, the big dramatic out was made by Austin Jackson, an over his shoulder catch to retire Cleveland's Mark Grudzlink, who I've never heard of. And this preserved the perfect game. So one out to go. There was two more outs. So one was recorded, top of the knife. And then former catcher Mike Redman grounded out to make the second out of the inning. So we got to the final out of the game. The 27th out to go. And Armando Galarraga will have his name recorded in the record books as having a perfect game. And the 21st ever in Major League history, if he could get the one final out. And why this game is always going to be infamous and mentioned in baseball lore is that we got to the last out and Jason Donald, who utility player, he's played for he played for the Indians for about two seasons. 
Didn't really do anything. Was gone. So that's Jason Donald. And Jason Donald hit a soft, weak ground ball to Miguel Cabrera. And Miguel Cabrera had to run. He was the first baseman at this time. Had to get back to the bag. And the only way the out was going to happen is if Miguel Cabrera could time it to Armando Galarraga. So he had to throw it to Galarraga. And Galarraga reached the bag. And umpire Jim Joyce called Donald safe, giving him an infant single, ending Galarraga's no-hitter perfect game in one foul swoop. But once umpire Jim Joyce went to the clubhouse, looked at the replay video, he realized he made a big mistake, called the wrong call. It had indeed been out. The game would have been over. Perfect game for Armando Galarraga. <clears throat> then the game was not over, sadly. So Donald made it to second and third base on defensive interference during Trevor Crowe's at-bats. Then Trevor Crowe got out. The game's over. 3-0 win for the Tigers. But Galarraga's perfect game, gone. And if you were Armando Galarraga, you could have been mean, nasty, vicious. You could have complained to Major League Baseball, threw a big fit, cried and said, my perfect game's gone, and complained because he was told Jim Joyce had made a mistake. But Jim Joyce and Armando Galarraga showed class. The next day they met and they showed, they showed sort of a understanding. They apologized and Jim Joyce apologized to Mr. Galarraga. And the next day's game, which I mentioned, they set Galarraga to take the Tigers lineup to Jim Joyce. And they took shook hands. And Joyce gave a picture, a pat on the shoulder. And Jim Joyce did receive death threats and messages saying he made huge mistakes. But Jim Joyce has looked a lot better in the past years. People make mistakes. Anyone can make a mistake. And Jim Joyce was always mentioned as one of the best umpires. I liked Jim Joyce when he played as a umpire. He retired a few seasons ago after being in Major League for a long time. And in 2010, there was already two perfect games. So this was been the third. Dallas Braden for the Oakland A's on Mother's Day threw a perfect game. And Roy Holiday also threw one as well against the Florida Marlins. So this would have been the third. And for Armando Galarraga, his name would be mentioned in the record books. Sadly, didn't happen. But recently, in some more media reports, articles, Galarraga has talked about how he liked it to be changed. Why can he not have the perfect game, which I can understand. It has been 10 years. And that even showed that he was indeed Donald, was out, Jason Donald, out. So could they just say, let's give it to him? I mean, there would be the problem that people say, well, I was close to a perfect game, and I, and I was mistaken it, taking it away. But none of them were as close as Galarraga. So I think, personally, I would like to see him be given the perfect game. 
But if I had to be optimistic, I would say probably not happening just because it would be kind of difficult. I don't know if Rob Manfred would want to change it, sadly. And a little bit more about the game. The starting lineups for the Tigers was Austin Jackson, Satterfield, Johnny Damon in the left, Don Kelly also came in left to pinch hit. Maglu Ordonez in right field, Miguel Cabrera at first, Brennan Bosch at DH, Carlos Guillen at second, Brandon Ange at third, Alex Avila a catcher, and Ramon Santiago at shortstop for the Tigers. Indians, Trevor Rowe in center, Sin Su Chu in right, Austin Kearns at left, Travis Hafner, big DH at uh, designator, Johnny Peralta at third, Russell Branion at first, Mark Guzniak at second, Mike Radman at catcher, and Donald, Jason Donald at shortstop. And on the mound, Fraser Cremona and Armando Garaga. And interesting, Garaga, he had his almost perfect game, but Fasto Carmona, also a very good game as well. Eight innings, only allowed three runs, two earned, three strikeouts. His ERA after the game was 3.53, and Garaga is 2.57. So both were having good seasons up to this point in early June. And Garaga, he missed his perfect game, but his perfect near miss will always be well known and I think maybe even better known than even some perfect games that actually occurred just due to what happened after the game the lore about the game and sometimes some of the names that refer to it are the 28 perf- out perfect game almost perfect game imperfect or the Garaga game and sportsmanship is always very important Jim Joyce and Garaga showed that and now we'll just have to see, will Garaga get his opportunity to have his perfect game or will it just stay how it has for the last 10 seasons where it was mentioned as a near perfect game, just one out away. And there could be some more documentaries about it maybe. Since it's been 10 seasons, sometimes they like to wait a while. We'll see. So Armando Garaga... Went down history as almost making a perfect game. One out away, and he would have had it. And it wasn't by a hit. wasn't by a walk. It was by a fielder's choice who tended to be out, but called safe. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this special episode of the Bulldog Sports Show. I'm probably going to release it a couple days after our new one. So I'm going to set it for the day that it comes out. So... Thanks so much for being supportive of the Sports Show, and see you soon.